This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our Monday guest. It's Kelvin Wong, Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore. Good afternoon to you. Good morning from here. Good morning to you, Johnny. I think today's headlines where you are dominated by the news about the property giant Evergrande, which has finally been ordered to liquidate by a court in Hong Kong. The judge at the court said enough is enough after the troubled developer repeatedly failed to come up with a plan to restructure its debts. What effect has this news had on the markets where you are? Uh, yes, uh, precisely. So what we could see over here is that China uh, Evergrande, this company is one of the uh, juggernaut property developer in China. So as we know that the ongoing deflationary risk in China which indirectly create this potential systematic risk in the Chinese economy as well has been driven by this uh, persistence uh, weakness in the China property market. On top of that, definitely this uh, liquidation news under the a Hong Kong court order up from this juggernaut uh, China Evergrande Group, uh, more or less has a negative uh, feedback into the China and Hong Kong stock market, given the fact that right now we are still unsure how this liquidation process will work out. Will it be a smooth process or will it be like a high fire sale process where I could actually see prices of assets that Evergrande hold starts to actually be tumbled off that could have a negative not only impact on the property market in China. So the market participants right now are pretty much taking off a cautious note right now based on the price action on the various Hong Kong and, and China stock market benchmark indices movement. Before I talk about that, bear in mind that last week, we do have a surprise uh, forward guidance by China PBOC central governor. So uh, very rare we will start to see a forward guidance by PBOC officials, especially come up with the governor, where he actually uh, gave the market assurance that PBOC will actually start to cut off the reserve requirement ratios for top China, I would say that the major China commercial banks by 50 basis point in the first week of February. That cut of is a uh, 50 basis point is the highest in terms of magnitude cut in the last two years. So that actually gave a bit of confidence boost in the Hong Kong and the stock market last week, where at the start where they managed to actually record a kind of a first weekly gain since the start of this year. So definitely, uh, given today's a uh, negative Chinese Evergrande, uh, this liquidation news flow actually knock out a bit of bullish tone. Uh, in this uh, China and Hong Kong benchmark stock indices as per se. So with the CSI 300 right now recording a daily loss for today at 0.9%. And the for sure, the property index in the CSI property index also uh, went down a fair bit at negative 0.7%. So net-net overall, uh, it also has a intermarket correlation impact negatively on oil price. So we know that oil price at the start of today's Asia session, when before the, the opening of the Hong Kong and the China stock market, they actually rallied further on the backdrop of this ongoing hostilities, uh, unfortunately, in the Middle Eastern region, where over the weekend, there's news uh, saying that Iran-backed uh, militants had actually attacked a U.S. troop station in Jordan. So what we could see over here is that there's a lot of to and fro retaliation 
and a hostility that is yet to be showing signs of abating in, in the Middle East. But however, given the fact that oil prices has risen quite a fair bit in the last uh, few days, where technical indicators has start to see the WTI to be at a short-term overbought region. So definitely for sure, uh, this uh, negative news flow from China, Evergrande liquidation court order could easily uh, see a bit of profit uh, uh, activity that's being uh, seen right now in the oil market, taking into account that the West Texas oil right now is actually down close. Uh, we are speaking negative, down negative 0.5% or so. Yeah. Okay, so that's today so far. We have a busy week ahead of us, uh, Kelvin. Some important data coming up over the next few days. And of course, we've got the announcements from the Bank of England in midweek and non-farm payroll on Friday, which could give the ultimate clue as to whether or not we're going to see a rate cut in March. The way things are going at the moment, it doesn't look like the Fed will cut rates in March, depending perhaps on this figure on Friday. Uh, yes, precisely. So let's talk a bit about the Fed first uh, before we jump into that non-farm payroll data. So for the Fed, uh, if you look at the guidance given by various Fed officials, we call the, the Fed speak before this Wednesday FOMC meeting, the expectation has indeed toned down for the first uh, cut to come in March this year. So initially, about a month ago, we are close to about 75% chance based on the 30-day Fed fund interest rate futures market pricing. Right now, it has toned down to 47%, so that's slightly below 50% of the first rate cut to come in March. So one of the reasons this, uh, we call it toned down in dovish market expectation was the resilient uh, US economic data ranging from retail sales, consumer sentiment. Importantly, we start to see, uh, yes, PCE price inflation last week start to tone off the fair bit, but that is very hard for the Fed to justify to move much earlier this year in March because there are several key economic US indicator that is still pointing to a Goldilocks economy uh, or the Goldilocks-like scenario in US. Uh, market is paying very close attention to this coming Wednesday FOMC forward guidance, uh, if we have any, especially during Fed Chair Powell press conference. In any signs of any economic indicator that he is watching on or any signs of the first sign or hint that he tried to portray to the market participants that they are pretty much comfortable to ignite the first rate cut. And do not forget over here is that uh, market right now is still pricing in a pace of six interest rate cut in 2024. So yes, even though the odds has went down a fair bit compared to uh, as of now versus a month ago, but if the Fed has starts to sound less dovish than market was expecting. Let's say he said that during the press conference, he's pretty much confident the US economy will very unlikely slip into a recession. So that six expected six interest rate cut may tone down to three interest rate cut instead. So that could be a risk to the risk on scenario or the risk on behavior scenario that we see since Q4 last year. And that could actually see a revival of dollar strength as well. So that's for the the Fed. So now let's talk. Let's join. Let's talk about BOE. So BOE is a very unique situation right now because we know that in BOE previous meeting during the sometime during the Fed meeting in December, there are actually three BOE officials that are still looking for an interest rate high, not a cut. It's an interest rate high. So so I'm not sure. Uh, so that's really puzzling right now. Is that market participants quite confused about the mindset about BOE, BOE officials? Uh uh. uh at that stage in December. 
as saying that, hey, yeah, we know that uh, there are clear signs that uh, inflationary uh, growth in UK has started to decelerate in the last three months, uh, coupled with wages growth also has started to slow down. Uh, yep, I mean, they, they, they could argue the, the, the fact that uh, uh, there could be a potential, uh, we call it a resurgence from this uh, ongoing budget announcement that could be much more, have having more stimulus upside, given the fact that there's a possibility of a UK general election that to be caught uh, before this year ends. So perhaps uh, that could be one of the reasons that is causing BOE to give to be less dovish versus the rest of other central major central bankers like ECB and the Fed. But uh, I think what market participants wants to hear right now is that forever uh, cautionary BOE governor uh, guidance. So in the, in the past few meetings, he's been warning uh, market participants of inflationary pressure that is still remain elevated. <laughs> it seems to me that uh, based on uh, several uh, economic indications, in fact, inflationary pressure right now that what I'm seeing over here is not so as much elevated as in his in his speeches uh, that was actually portrayed in the previous meetings. And also do not forget uh, this time around, market participants also will have a view about the latest forecast on inflationary uh, numbers going forward in this coming Thursday uh, BOE uh, meeting as well. So uh, any numbers that uh, has started to sh- uh, give an indication that BOE is about to pivot uh, by having, let's say, for example, a slight growth downtick in inflationary forecast, or even some of the BOE official members have started to vote in favor of a rate cut. That could actually uh, lay down the groundwork to allow the BOE to actually move much easily in terms of forward guardians. And not forgetting over here is uh, this year could be a bit complicated given the fact that uh, they also don't want to see it um, being pushed due to political uh, pressure given the potential uh, UK general election that is coming uh, potentially before this year ends. And as I mentioned, on Friday, we'll see this very important non-farm payroll figure coming through. What are markets expecting? What do you think would be the death knell for a March rate cut? Or does it not even matter at this stage? Because right now, right, if you're looking at the situation of the US non-farm payroll data itself, the headline number itself, the job market is still pretty much rosy. So if you look at last December number, December data came in way beyond expectation, uh, holding above a 200k job increase. Uh, so they, they added 216k number of jobs added in the month of December. So that's way above 173k added November and also uh, surpassed expectation of 170k. So uh, one market's uh, view over here is that that 260k jobs added in December was kind of an outlayer. So market participant right now is revising their consensus expectation back to uh, below 180k jobs added for January. So to be precise, the consensus number is back down at 173k. So that's roughly the number about 180, 173k added job per month in the last uh, four to five months or so on the average. If the, the, the job data starts to actually tick up against market expectation again, that means that means they're coming in at between 200k to 215k per job added in the month of January. So that could definitely uh, kill off that expectation of the first rate cut to come in March this year. Well, we'll obviously reflect on those non-farm payroll figures when we talk again next Monday. But until then, have a very good week, Kelvin, and we'll speak to you again soon. Same to you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 